Good morning, good evening, and good night, ladies and gentlemen, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. I am Jay Reese, and thank you for tuning in to Breaking Dad. This is so awesome, just because it is today. I'm a firm believer that, yo, you got to treat every day like it's going to be the best day ever. That's just how we got to roll. You know what I'm saying? You got to keep that positive flow going all the time. Because trust me, negative people will go and try to steal it from you mad quick if you let them. Not saying you can't have bad days. Not saying you can't have hard days. I'm not even saying you can't have just write down miserable days. But yo, you can't stay there. You just can't. I had a coach tell me one time that yo, you can mess up. You can be mad that you mess up. And you can do everything you need to do to get that frustration out but yo the next day you gotta come back in swinging you gotta come back in like ain't nothing happened you take that one day to do what you gotta do to get that energy off you but the next day you come back and you better than you did before all right so yo here we go so i was talking to my daughter and she hurt me she did. And not because she said something mean, but she hurt my heart. <laughs> okay? Because, like, her and my son, they both go to um, after-school activities, which they're homeschooled, which is always weird to say. But they go to after-school activities to get them active and keep them social. So, I took her to her activity and then later that evening, I was speaking to them because my daughter, for some reason, she doesn't seem to like it. So being the concerned parent that I am, I was like, yeah, let me talk to you. Let me holler at you. Come here. Let me let me let me talk to you. So during our discussion, and I'm going to paraphrase our long conversation because I know you would appreciate that. So pretty much she told me that she felt like I was just dropping her off, which technically I do. <laughs> I take them and I drop them off and I let them go in. But she felt like she was being abandoned. Like that was some place to throw her and stick her away because I didn't want to be around her. So I had to follow up with questions after this because why did she feel this way? Why? What did I do to make you feel this way? What is going on inside that early teenage brain of yours? So pretty much from what she was telling me, there are other children in this program who that's, in her opinion, that's what she thinks they feel. And that's what she noticed is that all the other parents are just dropping their kids off and just are out, right? Which a lot of times, like, I actually will take the time to walk them in, make sure everything's good, and then I'll go about my day, which, don't get me wrong, <sighs> I do get a little annoyed by that just because, you know, like, I would love if I could just go, skirt, all right, see you in a little bit, and come back and come get them. But I know for them, we have a relationship and I want to make sure everything is good on the inside. Do I do do I do that every single time? No. But I would like to think most times I do pull up, 
walk him inside, check it out, and come back out. So for her to say that I was just dropping her and her brother off because we needed to stick them someplace or because we didn't want them around, again, it hurt my heart, okay? And it hurt my heart because I like my kids around. I'm a stay-at-home dad. I have other things I do, but primarily my role is taking care of the house and the kids. So for her to say that hurt because I, I, I enjoy spending time with them. Do I enjoy spending every moment with them? Mm. <laughs> but I enjoy spending time with my kids. And I know there are some parents out there who probably don't feel exactly that way. And that is sad because these are supposed to be little yous. And if you don't like spending time with your kids, I can guarantee you probably don't like spending time with yourself. That, that's pretty much the, the, that what it boils down to, right? So for my daughter to say that, again, it, it really did hurt me. So me and her had a long talk and I did my best to reassure her that that was not what me and her mother are doing. We take them there to make sure they get the social interaction that they need to grow up to be functioning adults and to make sure that they get their somewhat alone time away from their parents. Because let's be real, every child needs that just like the parents need that. They need time to figure out who they're going to be, who they want to be and who they are away from their parents. And then also time away from her brother. She needs time away from him because just them two cooped up in the house. Let's just be real. You, anybody who has who has kids, has multiple kids, or if you've had siblings, you know. If you spend a lot of time with them or your sibling, somebody's going to get on somebody's nerves and it ain't going to go well. Right? So... I had to try my best to reassure my daughter that we were not just abandoning her. And I hope that's what I achieved. Again, I won't know until sometime in the future when and if my daughter decides to be like, oh yeah, daddy, that was the best talk ever. <laughs> yeah, because we know that's how it goes <laughs> later in life. But I know my daughter would probably never come back and tell me this. but. I'm hoping that me and her were able to have that conversation and it changed her feelings, which honestly, ever since I've dropped her off after that talk, things have seemed to change a little bit. Is she still excited? Is she excited to go? <sighs> not really, but in all fairness, at this point in my daughter's life, she's not really excited about much. <laughs> Okay, and I hope she doesn't listen to that until later in life so she can laugh because if she listens to it now, she's not going to laugh. <laughs> but yo, so before we get into the next subject or the next topic, let's go ahead and hear a word from our lovely sponsors. So we're back after that small commercial break. I hope it didn't irritate you too much. But yo, on to the next topic. This is sort of a service announcement. Because as a parent, I think a lot of times we tend to forget that our kids are human. They're gonna make mistakes. 
and they look to us to be the example, right? But a lot of times I think we get on that pedestal or that high horse thinking we can do no wrong because we are the parent. Go do this, go do that. My word is law, end of story. And that is not it. I mean, don't get me wrong. You have to guide your children to be functioning and successful adults. However, we have to make sure we are practicing what we preach. And I think a lot of time, us as parents fall short of that. And I'm guilty of it as well, because I know a lot of times I tell my kids how important it is to read. But you sure bet I am one of the first people to cut on a TV. I'm working on that. Or how it's important to eat all your vegetables. With that one, I can say I have always been very good on because, hey, I'm the weird guy. I like vegetables. Go figure. But also, fitness. Telling your kids how important it is to be physically active. But yet all they do is see you on the couch. We got to do better, parents. And if this is not for you, and I am not talking to you because you know you do everything you can to be a shiny example for your kids. Kudos and we applaud you. So please sit back for a little bit while I go on this little tangent, okay? Because I think a lot of parents need to hear this because again, we don't think about <laughs> our kids watch us in everything we do. Even when we think they're not watching. I promise you they are. It's funny how my nine-year-old and 13-year-old at the time of this recording have mannerisms that I know I do. They have the way they smile, the way they cut their eyes, the way they say things, the way they do things. <laughs> it's me and my wife, but it's me. But it's, it's funny, like we don't realize how much they emulate us until we catch them in the act of doing something that we know or even don't know that we do. Case in point, sometimes our children will do things that we don't like. But there's a lot of times we need to ask ourselves, why don't we like that particular behavior? It's because it's something that we ourselves do or is it truly a bad behavior? Or is it something we're trying to fix within ourselves and we see that image being reflected from our children back onto us? So we gotta dig deep, people. You gotta figure it out. You gotta look inside yourself and know that you're not perfect just like your children aren't perfect. And we gotta move forward from that. We gotta be humble and willing, like if we mess up, you gotta say you messed up. You're not perfect. Even though we like to think we are. I know I am. <laughs> I'm joking, I kid, I know I'm not perfect. But I'm trying to make a bigger point. We gotta be able to talk about our flaws with our kids. That's the only way they truly are gonna grow and know it's okay to mess up from time to time. Am I saying you tell your child that they should be actively trying to mess up? Of course not. Am I sitting here actively telling you that it's okay to fail? 
Yes, I am, because it's okay to fail. No one ever does anything perfectly the first time or the hundredth time, right? Think about everything in our lives. From the time we learn to talk, from the time we learn to walk, from the first time you try anything, right? Those first few times, we're gonna mess up. But we mess up, we adapt, we learn, and then we keep moving forward and hopefully get better. And that's what we should be striving to tell our kids in our everyday actions. If you're preaching to your kids, they need to read more, like myself. I need to be showing my kids images of me reading. They need to come out of their rooms or go into a room or they need to catch me reading more often than they see me watching TV. If I'm telling my kids to eat healthy, they need to see me eat healthy. I think you understand the point, right? <laughs> so with all that being said, it's time again for another sponsor. Check it out. Welcome back and thank you for sticking with us. If you're liking the show so far, please give us a thumbs up or some stars or even a comment just to let us know how we're doing. And by chance, you're not particularly fond of us just yet, please stick around because we are getting better. And to help us get better, leave a comment just to let us know how you think we can improve. All right, so now, on to the next thing. So, for me, I am vegan, and my family is not. So that brings up interesting debates and conversations that happen in our house. Why daddy doesn't eat animals? Why are we going to this restaurant that has only meat? I'm tired of eating french fries all the time. <laughs> and all my other vegan friends will understand that joke or that reference. But that is an annoyance that I have. But the funny thing about it is I'm getting this urge to own a pet. Weird, right? And I don't know if it's a vegan thing or maybe I, I don't I'm not sure what it is because before I became vegan, I could care less about owning a pet. I really could. Not because I didn't like animals, because I've always been very conscious about animals and concern and everything else. But my thing was like I didn't want something else to take care of. You know what I'm saying? I'm already responsible for two individuals. And I got to tell you, I'm not sure why God gave me that responsibility because I am an extended teenager and <laughs> I don't know how I got that responsibility, but I digress back to the pets. I've never wanted a pet. I mean, even as a little kid, people had pets, but I necessarily did not want a pet. I thought pets were cool. But I wasn't one to want a pet because even at that age, I didn't want to walk a dog. I didn't want to change a litter box. I didn't want to pick up poop. I didn't want to change the dressings on a gerbil cage. Is that what it's called? I don't know. But I didn't want to do all these things. And I knew that. And it had followed me all the way into adulthood. But now, I can't necessarily blame it on veganism. But... That is the only thing that has seriously changed in my life. I'm ve I've been vegan for a little over three years now. Um, 
I did it years ago, but I didn't last very long for different reasons that I can get into on a different podcast. But I'm really considering getting a pet. And I'm telling all of you listeners about this because for years now, my children have asked for a pet. And my wife has always been an animal lover. And she loves pets, particularly dogs. And I have a few little things that I don't really know how to address with my family about a pet if we so chose to get a pet. Like one, maybe it's just like the dictator in me or the chauvinistic masculine person in me. I want to go pick the pet. I don't want to have any say-so in it. I want to go pick the pet because I know it's going to be a debate. My son and my daughter, they're going to have two different ideas of what kind of pet to get. So I don't want to let them pick a pet. I just want to go get it and I want to surprise them and get a pet. But I know my wife would love to be a part of it too. But at the same time, like I want it to be about me. And maybe that's the issue. Maybe I just want it to be about me. And that's really what's causing all the conflict. But the second thing is, again, even though I have this feeling bubble upping, bubble upping, <laughs> bubbling inside of me about getting a pet, I still don't want to take care of it. I don't want to walk it. I don't want to um, like pick up the poop. I, I don't want to have to figure out where to take it or who to leave it with. And we decide to go on vacation to a place where animals aren't allowed. I don't want all that headache because I have friends who had to do it. I have family who had to do it. I saw their headache and I'm not for that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not trying to be Im- impassionate or don't care because I know there are a lot of animals out there who need homes and are in terrible situations that they need to be taken out of and be given a loving home. But I feel that way about kids. There are a lot of kids out there that need to be adopted and need good homes. And a life is a life. No, no life is greater than another. But to be honest, when it comes to humans, uh, I prefer young, innocent humans over animals. I do. Because it's very weird and unique that people will adopt pets well before they adopt kids. And I particularly don't understand that. But it's not, I guess it's not for me to understand. So... What I'm saying is I'm still trying to figure this whole thing out because I would love to adopt kids. Me and my wife actually have been thinking about it and talking about it. And we're still kind of like figuring some things out just because of the way our lifestyle is. And the way the U.S. laws are made. I don't know if we can get adopt foster care. I don't know how we'll be able to do that without looking into it more. So right now, getting a pet brings up a lot of different moral issues for me. And also, again, I'm vegan and it's hard for me to see people have pets and eat animals. And I'm not trying to preach to anyone. What you do is your business. But I have my reason for being vegan. And maybe I will say that on a different podcast. But I have my reasons. 
And my reasons are very conflicting a lot of times when I see people with pets and they eat animals. To me, that's a very weird concept. And that goes back to what I was saying earlier. My family eats animals. They do. I mean, I try my best not to say you have to be vegan or you have to do this because I do it and it's the right way. No, I want them to make their own informed opinion because that's what they choose to do. But it bring again, it brings up a lot of conversation, a lot of debate, a lot of controversy in our house. So now this is one of those conversations where we have different ideologies and we're trying to figure out the right way. Is there a right answer? <sighs> Only God can tell us if there's a right answer. But for me right now, I got to say no to the pet still. For all the reasons I said, it's just very... I feel very weird and very conflicting about having a pet and they still eat meat and I don't want to take care of it. And my kids will be the first ones to tell you, oh, we'll take care of it. We'll take care of it. We'll do all the stuff. Right. I got to tell them to finish their chores. Okay. So it's a very weird thing. And I don't know. We'll figure it out. I got to let you know on, on another podcast how it all worked out. I'm sure my wife, one day when she listens to this podcast, oh, so you want a pet, right? Hey, well, you know, we'll have that discussion again, I'm sure. But those are my issues with that. And I will end that with just saying this. If you guys would like to hear any other topics or you just want to hear me talk about different topics, hey, please email me at jreese at gmail.com. And you can find me there, J-A-Y-R-E-A-C-E at gmail.com, jreese at gmail.com. And yo, hopefully your worst day will be better than your last day. Or did I say that right? Hope I did. I don't know. I told you guys, I ain't perfect. This ain't perfect, but we're making progress and we're going for it. So I'll catch you guys later. Peace.